Hey guys, it's Kayla. So I had a whole plan for today's episode and what is actually going to be out is not what I had planned because I feel like I just have a lot to say about a new thing I'm doing that I can't not talk about it today. Like literally I, I am trying to record a podcast about getting ready for back to school. And I'm like, I I would rather just talk about this other thing. So let's talk about what I've been up to. Welcome to the Mothering Together podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and I am here to be your ADHD mom friend. Together, we're going to discover plausible and practical tips for stay-at-home moms with ADHD. It's not like the other podcasts out there where one woman found success doing XYZ strategy and she thinks anyone can do it. No, no, no. We're going to work through systems to find what works for women like you and me, who struggle with time management and organization, who have tried all the other things and they didn't work because they weren't individualized and for us personally. As a mom of two and with ADHD myself, I understand how challenging it can be to balance homemaking, raising those little lovable monsters and managing our own unique brains. But don't worry, you're not alone. Each week, I release a new episode on Wednesday where I discuss topics related to homemaking, parenting, and time management. I get to leverage my connections as a pediatric SLP to get interviews with experts in the fields of parenting and development. I share my own personal stories and the stories of moms from our community. And most importantly, I fill each of these episodes with practical tips that you can try today. The goal of each and every episode of this podcast is for you to have at least one at least one idea that will give you a whole heck of a lot more ease and a little bit less stress in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom with ADHD or you're just looking for ways to better manage your time in your home, I'm here to help. Go brew yourself the biggest cup of coffee that your Keurig can handle and let's dive in. All right, so What I'm about to tell you is kind of what's going on in my life right now. And whenever I share stuff like this, I'm always a little bit fearful, especially if it's something new I'm doing. I'm fearful because of my ADHD and because I tend to jump into things with two feet and get very excited and I hyper-focus on them. And I feel that feeling right now and I know it and yet, I need to tell you about this because some of the insight I'm gaining from this moment in my life, regardless of whether it's a hyper-focus, I think is really important and critical. And yeah, so I also want to give a big caveat that what I'm doing, I'm not coming at this from like a place of judgment of other people and the way you live your life. Like you do you and I'm going to keep doing me. Okay. So at the start of summer, maybe even in springtime, I borrowed a book from the library. It was an ebook. I read it. I'm pretty sure I read it or listened to it as an audiobook while I was driving. Yeah, I listened to it. And it's called Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again. And it's written by, I think you say it, Johan Hari. And this book is obviously appealing to me because I talk about ADHD. I have ADHD. So I was like, oh, attention. Yeah, I'll read it. But this book talks all about technology and how technology companies are literally 
working to make us addicted to our phones and our smart speakers and our computers. And I was like super skeptical about it when I read it. And I think it's one of those things where I had to really kind of chew on it for quite a while to think about it. I think I rebelled against it and I was like, I'm not addicted to my phone and I pushed really far back. I also have certain things that I work at that are technology related. Like I have a podcast. I also run a local Facebook group that has like 4,000 members. So I'm like so ingrained in this system of social networking and social media and I feel the ick factor of it for sure. And I also also really like it. Like during COVID, I found connection in ways that I never would have been able to without social networking and things like that. Okay. I don't know what hit it off recently for me though. A few weeks back, I just reached a point. I think I did. I think I was listening to a podcast about how technology was impacting our kids and how our kids are like frogs. Yeah, frogs sitting in a boiling pot of water and they're sitting in water. And as technology sort of gets more and more integrated with our lives, the water is boiling more and more. And frogs, if you literally do that if you put them in a pot of water and increase the temperature over time they'll boil to death they will not jump out and that metaphor is just so so important and so visual and so relatable to technology in our lives so like I got a phone when I was 13 and I've had a phone now for 20 years and every little bit of information has come to me through that phone. Not Obviously not everything. 98% of critical information has come to me through my phone. People announcing their pregnancies, people announcing that other people are dying. That kind of thing has come through my phone. And so those are big hits of whatever neurotransmitter. Big feelings. And... I'm realizing as I listen to this podcast that that's happening to my kids, that I'm modeling my addiction to my phone to my kids. And I'm like, I have a speaker in my phone that we all know those are listening to us, right? (laughs) Like I have a speaker in my kitchen. I have a speaker in my basement. One of them goes to Google. The other goes to Amazon. And that doesn't feel good. They're advertising to me based on what they know about me. That doesn't feel great. And so I had a moment. I don't know. I think I like put on a tinfoil hat, guys. I'm sorry. This is not the normal thing. And I took all of our speakers and I put them in the garage. And I was like, you can't listen to me anymore. (laughs) And I shut off my phone and I put it in my car. And that's where things really got interesting. So I stopped answering my phone I stopped having my phone be nearby with the potential to ping me and there's research out there that just the presence of your phone makes you less attentive 
because there's the possibility that it's going to ping or whatever, ding, ping, notify you that something is happening. We also know that companies, there are roomfuls, rooms full of people working for companies who want you to check your phone because that's how you get marketed at. And so there's been that. And then this other element I've been kind of chewing on is slowness and mindfulness and living life in a slower way. And I'm kind of chewing on it a lot because I know that when we're, when we have ADHD, we like being bored is like physically painful and I don't want to be bored because I don't want to feel that physical pain. And yet I've found a lot of cool stuff has been happening as I've been moving slower in my life. So this is going to be a little bit scattered because again, I didn't plan to talk about this today, but I literally just, I'm too, too jazzed up to jazzed up about it, to not talk about it. So these things are kind of coming together at the same time. And are they related? Probably. Because I think when you take away your phone, you're allowed to be a little slower. You're not held back by the need to check. And that's something I noticed a lot with my kids. I noticed that I would get frustrated with them for interrupting me. Interrupting me doing what? Checking my phone. Or things slow down when you aren't as clued into the time of day. Um, When you're more in tune with the light outside shifting. You're able to be more in tune with that when you're less in tune with technology. And, you know, so I looked at my, my usage at the beginning and then versus kind of where I've been at recently. And prior to chucking all the tech out into my garage, I was at like four hours a day on my phone. And I've been really, really thinking about how has not being connected and getting back those four hours, how has that changed things for me? And I really have been thinking more deeply. And that is something I've been really missing um, previously. I know, like, I've written in journal entries, like, I can't string two thoughts together. And now I'm finding myself journaling more, finding time to journal more because... I'm not on my phone as much. I find myself reading more. Again, because I'm not on my phone. So, is this something I'm going to do forever? I don't know. My husband and I worked together. He mostly did the work, and I just told him to do it because he's awesome. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to be on my phone, so if there's an emergency, we need to figure out, like, a way for you to get in co- into contact with me because I have the kids. And so he set up kind of a way for there to be a home phone where only a few people know the number. So the people who I worry about having an emergency and me needing to be contacted, they can call me. Great. So that is done. My son, staring at the phone, daddy had called. 
He's looking at it. He goes, Mommy, does this phone take pictures? No, honey, it doesn't. Mommy, does this phone play games? No, honey, it doesn't. Mommy, does this phone tell you the news? No, honey, it doesn't. Mommy, this phone is very boring. I'm like, yes, exactly. That is the point. So, yeah. The other cool thing is I don't check my email as much. And I realized, this is obvious to probably anyone listening, I realized I don't need to check my email that much because I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't have a job. There's absolutely nobody sending me an urgent email. And so I found that I can handle my email. Like prior to this experiment, my email was like thousands of unread emails. Now I go on when I'm ready to answer, when I have time. I've like responded to people that I really admire who send me emails. I've unsubscribed very purposefully to certain things. It's crazy. I like actually have a handle on my email. Again, I am nervous to tell you this because this is probably a hyper focus, but I think it's a cool one that I'm learning a lot about myself from and I'll probably keep some stuff from it and it's worth sharing. Another thing is the slowness, the mindfulness, the doing things a little bit differently. We've been spending a lot more time outside. I've been really connected to my senses of sound, hearing and sight and noticing. I've noticed a whole lot more. And it's really cool. It is really, really cool. I think, I don't know what advice to give you because I don't think there is any advice that needs to be given. I think we all know there's an ick factor to the way technology is showing up in our lives. And I don't think that we can all just shut our phones off and put them in the garage. And I don't even know that that's the solution for me long term, but but I do know that having ADHD makes me more susceptible to addiction. I do know that Phones are designed to literally addict you. And I do know that I've been feeling a whole lot better. Or maybe not a whole lot better. I should tell you that there's a a little bit of a negative side effect. I haven't been self-soothing with my phone. And so I've been feeling my feelings. The other day, my husband left for work. I felt sad and lonely and like I missed him already and I can't tell you the last time I felt that way when my husband left me to go to work and I think that's an authentic feeling that I push down with technology that I send him a couple texts in the day to kind of put a salve on that but it doesn't mean that I didn't feel that way before it just means that I was sort of numbing myself before this. I've been feeling my feelings more. Anyway, I hope that this maybe inspires you to try your own little tech experiment. Maybe don't be as extreme as me, but give it a go and let me know how you feel about it. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mothering Together. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. If you want to keep the conversation going and connect with other amazing moms with ADHD, then I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group. It's a great way to get more tips, support, and community. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any burning questions or ideas for future episodes, I'm always here to help. So just shoot me an email at motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in it together and together we can create a more joyful and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode.